Hey, how's it going? Assalamu alaikum, peace. It's Imran here. So this is an impromptu episode. Uh, I know some of you are expecting the one where I talk about online dating, and that is coming. But uh, this one takes priority, and that's because I'm discussing a very, 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 very important subject. I've been doing this podcast now for 12 months, and something which has been a common theme is talking about our emotional state. And hopefully that's come across. It's something I've spoken about and also uh, Elias has mentioned on a number of occasions. The most common question or one of the most common questions that I get is how to develop emotional maturity. Now, this episode isn't about that because before we can go about developing emotional maturity, we need to understand and recognize what emotional immaturity is and what emotionally emotional maturity is. And then once we've done that, we're able to better assess our own state and then be able to take action. So that's what this episode is about. It's a short one, but an important one. Lot packed into about 18 minutes here. So uh, perhaps while you're driving or doing the washing or maybe getting the turkey ready for Christmas. Halal, of course. Um, See what you think. Give me your feedback. Uh, I'm mostly available on Instagram. That's at M-O-I-A-Z-A-M. Would love to hear from you as always. So this is DM Dad, Assessing Your Emotional Maturity. to assess emotional maturity is to consider how we respond when somebody lets us down or leaves us hanging um, or disappoints us and that person is somebody who we depend on emotionally let's just go over that once more it's when somebody lets us down or disappoints us or leaves us hanging And that person is somebody we depend on emotionally. Basically, we care about them and what they think and who they are. And it's their impact. It's their behavior's impact on us and what our response is. And essentially, it boils down to to three ways. Three ways that we respond to that scenario. The first is that we might sulk. Now, either you might sulk or your partner might sulk, so you'll recognize this, is essentially that kind of odd behavior when we or somebody else gets very upset but is not prepared to explain 
why they are upset. That's quite odd, isn't it? But that's essentially what sulking is. And what that speaks of is somebody who is internally too fragile to reveal why why they why they are upset, why they have been knocked. And when we're in that state, when somebody's in that state, they're actually hoping that the person that has caused their upset in their in their eyes will somehow magically understand what they've done and will go a step further and possibly fix it without ever needing to be told how they have behaved or how they have hurt us and it's a it's a little bit like a, a child a, a young child uh, being consoled by a parent because what do parents do parents essentially you know because a, a child a very small child can't really communicate so when they sulk um, you know a parent basically has to guess and is indulgent and you know just comforts them and tells them everything's going to be fine and they they guess they guess as to what's wrong so that's the first type of behavior we might we might sulk when somebody we care about upsets us number two we might get really, really angry. I mean, disproportionately angry. Now, the thing about this anger is that it looks really powerful, but it's actually, it's the opposite. Um, the person who is displaying that behavior is actually quite broken. And their only means of regaining any kind of control is to become extremely aggressive and if you ever witness that then what you're actually seeing is is uh, is a cry for help it's like a it's a code that they're delivering which which is which speaks of insecurity deep insecurity fear terror and feeling defenselessness and that leads to this this fury and it's 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 sad to see but it's it's it is it is a common way of of displaying um displaying that insecurity and number three is that we might go cold now it takes it takes a certain degree of courage to admit that someone may have power over us um, and they have basically a bit of our life in their hands. And essentially somebody who we depend on emotionally has that power. Um, but the person who goes cold, it feels it's basically easier for that person to put up basically a wall of what you could call indifference. In the moment when they are most vulnerable, Instead of opening up, they actually shut down and they go cold. And they may express indifference. They may say things like, yeah, I'm not bothered. I don't really care. In actual fact, they are bothered and they really do care. And we can take this a step further because there actually are people who, when they do go cold, they are not bothered and they don't really care. And... That's because being in touch with their wounds 
may have become so intolerable that not feeling anything feels safer than actually feeling fully alive. So let's go over those three again. So when the, que the question you have to ask yourself is when someone lets you down upon whom you depend on emotionally, what is your characteristic response? The three behaviours that are exhibited are sulking, uh, getting very angry and going cold. Okay, so these three give us an indicator of how we can approach or what the emotionally mature person uh, displays when they're faced with, uh, with that question. So the first is, um, where people sulk, others find the capacity to explain. So what do I mean by that? The power to explain when we are upset to the person who has upset us is what we're talking about. Essentially, to, to, find, to find the words to express ourselves, to know that we are not pathetic for suffering in a particular way and that we will speak and make ourselves understood to someone who we know deep down is not is not our enemy so we need the capacity to explain what it is that has upset us number two the ability to stay calm so the emotionally mature person knows that if push comes to shove, that they can robustly assert themselves. But they know that this isn't the first port of call, that this is something that can be done further down the line, uh, maybe as uh, a final option. But they don't go there immediately. They don't go to anger immediately. And they know that if they do, that's not a healthy sign. They are able to give others the benefit of the doubt. So they're able to step back and not immediately engage. And if there is doubt, then they will offer it and they won't hit back immediately. And people who are emotionally mature do not suspect that everyone is mocking them or slandering them. So essentially, they are able to retain control and stay calm. And number three is that they are able to be vulnerable. So I think it's clear that in life, when we're close to people, as in truly close to people, it opens us up to being hurt. That's just the nature of, of being close, of loving. The emotionally mature person accepts this reality. And they are able to enter into such relationships fully. Because they possess inner strength. And that inner strength allows them to develop 
a tolerable relationship with their own weakness or their own weaknesses. They are unembarrassed enough about, about themselves to tell even the person who has apparently humiliated them that they need help. And they trust that there is nothing wrong with their tears and they have the right to find someone who has the strength to know how to bear them. So opening up and being vulnerable, that's the third kind of the third indicator of emotional maturity. So again, let's go over those three. So these three indicators, the capacity to explain and not sulk, the ability to stay calm and not explode, and uh, the ability to, to be vulnerable, uh, these are essentially the three pillars, if you like, of emotional maturity. Um, now, you can summarize those as communication, trust, and vulnerability. Now, whether or not you behave in these ways is largely down to one factor, and you're probably going to guess what I'm going to say, and that is whether or not they were gifted to you during a warm and nourishing childhood. Now, for those of you who did experience that, congratulations. Um, it's one of your greatest blessings in life, because ultimately, those three, those three um, uh, qualities or characteristics, they enable you to be able to navigate relationships, whether they be romantic or not, in a healthy way. And ultimately, as the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our life, that is one of the greatest blessings that you'll ever have. For the rest of us, uh, including me, um, we need to we need to take a few steps, and it's an ongoing project for all of us. Namely, step one: accept who you are now. So recognize your negative behaviors and reactions now. Number two, realize that they can change. They absolutely can change. If you have a fixed mindset, then you will believe they cannot. But a growth mindset means that you think you have the ability to change. And science proves that you have the ability to change. We, you know, the brain's, the, you know, neuroplasticity is a thing. Don't ask me any more than that. I don't know anything. But it simply means that we can rewire ourselves. And number three, we then need to commit to making those changes. Now, like I said in the beginning, this episode is not about how to do that. And I'm not in a position to be able to tell you how to do that. But... It is something that would have to happen. And the journey you will embark on is probably never-ending. Uh, but it probably gets, it does get easier over time. Because the biggest hurdles are going to be at the beginning. The biggest hurdle for most, I found, uh, is actually recognizing that there is an issue in the first place. Most people live in denial. They simply accept their behavior to be fine. 
and that especially in a relationship that other people are the problem when in actual fact most of us carry around some pretty unhealthy traits and pretty destructive traits as well the thing is don't be ashamed about that don't be ashamed about it it's just something that you were not gifted or taught when you were a child the best analogy i can give you is this when you're learning a foreign language as a child it's pretty easy to learn um, if you grow up in a multilingual family you will pick up all of the languages that are spoken without really trying but if you try and do that as an adult and for those of us who have tried and especially those of us in the uk who struggle with any kind of foreign language it's a pretty painful process and it takes many hours and many weeks and months and sometimes years to to get to any any level of proficiency it's the same journey when it comes to emotional literacy if we don't have it then we need to learn it and it's a language that is complicated and has a number of dead ends and will definitely be a case of two steps forward one step back but it's absolutely a necessary journey to take because if it is the case if you accept it is the case that you carry you carry traits and behaviors which are destructive to you as a single person that cloud your judgment when it comes to other people and is destructive within a relationship then why wouldn't we want to embark on that journey to help us to become better versions of ourselves not for the sake of anybody else but for the sake of us because i fundamentally believe that you know being with somebody is a complement to your life and not a reason for being and therefore if if you're bringing somebody else into your life then you kind of have a responsibility to bring an emotionally stable person into that environment now i'm not saying one needs to be perfect of course i'm not saying one needs to be perfect there is no such thing we are human beings we will fall we fall daily but there is a baseline there is a baseline and so if we can reach that then we'll feel comfortable enough within ourselves to be able to be with somebody else and not be triggered by some of the behavior that we will definitely experience within a relationship there will be times remember the original question yeah they started with that original question when someone lets us down or leaves us hanging or disappoints us on whom we emotionally depend how do we respond our partners our partners are people upon we emotionally depend so how will you respond or how do you respond
Now I'm guessing you got a lot from that. I got a lot from researching it. Uh, it was a very important episode to record and something which pushes all of us forwards in our pursuit of living happy, healthy lives with relationships which nourish us both within marriage and also within our families and friends. As always, feedback is welcome. You can email me, divorcemuslimdad at gmail.com or you can DM me on Twitter or Instagram at M-O-I-A-Z-A-M. I respond to everyone, so don't be shy and get in touch and I'll see you next time.